The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018, season 14, episode number 75. Welcome to another edition of The Break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We appreciate you guys joining us today. We're ready to talk some Cowboys football with you. Uh, for the next hour, Dave has his uh, his assessment of the Philadelphia Eagle offense that will be coming up here in just a little while. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk a little bit about Connor Williams and the offensive line. I find out yesterday that Connor Williams has a knee injury. Sounds like there's a possibility he could need a scope. Uh, was that he's, updated it, at all? He's getting the scope. He is getting the scope. So he is going to have to have arthroscopic surgery on his knee. How long does that mean he's out? What are we looking at here? That's the conversation that we had about Randy Gregory. With, like you said, it's not surgery. That's what you said a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I don't. They're going at Jason Garrett said he thinks it's going to be short term. That's crazy to me. I mean, they thought it, Randy was short term. Well, it's they still. Weeks. They still. You're right. But short term as meaning he doesn't need not to go season. on IR. Yeah. Um, I think they're hopeful he can be back in two to three weeks. It'll, they'll have to wait and see. Randy Gregory is not back, and he had his uh, the week heading into the bye. So. We'll yesterday see. you were talking about Swafilo and maybe stepping in, and there you go. It sounds like it's going to be a competition this week between Xavier Suafilo and Adam Redmond. Okay, so let me ask you this. There, in my opinion, there are kind of three scenarios that you can go with this, and I, I like to always do this when we ask these kinds of questions. I want you to first tell me what you think the Cowboys are going to do, and then I want you to tell me if you think that's the right thing to do. Oh, what right? they're going to do is next man up. Uh, they're going to say, well, you practice here, and – You'll probably be next man up. This guy, I mean, I I, I would imagine it's something like that, Suofilo or Redmond, because you've been playing guard and why move two spots to play guard. But the reason why I think you do move two spots is because Fletcher Cox is sitting over there, and he's pretty good, and somebody needs to be able to block him. Okay. He is, he is playing, right? <laughs> so he, He's playing, he's not and he's really, really, really good. He is really good. And Okay, so there are, there are a couple different Which, options here. I think the first option you mentioned, you got Suofilo, you can just throw him in, right? I want to. Well, I want to hear Nick's opinion. Like, what do you think they should do? I think they should put Lyle Collins over there to play guard because I don't think Lyle's playing very well at tackle. And I think, and and you guys talked about it on the show the other night. Brian said it on the uh, happy hour, which was not happy. Uh, it wasn't a happy hour at all. But it's the same approach the, the, that the Saints have always done with get the guards set and let Drew Brees get the middle and the center take care of that. And that's where the pocket collapses. And I think maybe they do need a little bit more beef inside. So healthy knees or not for Connor Williams, I think I think they need to uh, consider having somebody better on the inside. So I, I like this is a good opportunity for me to go Lyle Collins inside. Okay, so so that would be one option. Lyle Collins yeah, inside and you put Cameron Fleming, I would assume, at right tackle. Sure. All right. The other option would be you just plug in Xavier uh, Suofilo. Uh, the other option could be you plug in Adam Redman. Or the other option, this is the fourth option, you could take Joe Looney, move him over to guard, put Adam Redman in as your center. So all those being considered, Nick, you say you'd rather see uh, Lyle move in and put Cameron Fleming out there. Dave, which way would you go? I think, and to be fair, 
Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to consider all of that. Jason Garrett kind of hinted at that. I think, obviously, they would prefer that one of these two guys can just step into the guard spot and play well enough that it's not a big deal. But, I mean, if it looks atrocious in practice, I don't think that they're opposed to moving Looney. And if it really looks atrocious, I think they could consider putting Lyle. But I would guess with three options, like moving Lyle feels like a break glass in case of emergency type of thing. And I'd be kind of surprised if it got to that point. So I assume that it'll be Redmond or Suofilo. That's my guess. What do you think is the right way? Probably that. I hear what Nick's saying, but is Lyle Collins just going to step into guard for the first time in a year and a half? No, like two plus years because he didn't even play in 2016 because of his injury. He literally he hasn't played left guard since the 2015 season. Uh, are you going to ask him to do that on the fly and play against a guy like Fletcher yeah. Cox? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when you have okay. guys that... If Redmond and Suofilo are the other options, yeah. I, I go and Especially with... when you have guys that are able to play at that position or have played at that position before, you you have the ability to do that, even though, yes, some things don't go as planned and some things just happen out of nowhere. But I think that when the opportunity presents itself in a scenario like this, why not go for it? And didn't Jason Gary kind of say something about then having some talks about it, that they were going to discuss it? It sounded like he did, but it also sounded like it was kind of a, as Dave said, kind of a they don't want, glass in case of murder. They, they don't, don't really want, want to because he said it. they think of him as a tackle. That's what, Those are the words Which that he used. They thought of him as a guard for like two years. <laughs> right. so. So of course he's going to say that because right. he's a tackle now. Right. And they made that oh. move. So, of course, he's going to... Uh, Abid? Abide? Is that abide? even the right word? Abide is a word. I don't Good know for that, you. Yeah. Oh, works. wow. Yeah. Jeez. That works. All right. It's going to abide to that. There you go. <laughs> We're moving on. Up yeah, here. I mean, football teams always think like, they're like, well, we see him as a guard. But then when they change their mind, they see him as a tackle. Now he's and a tackle. Yeah. We're the dumb ones for questioning it. Like, that's the way that works. <laughs> so, so Amber, Byron Jones was definitely a safety. Byron Jones is yeah. a safety. <laughs> and then, well, now we see him as a corner. And you're stupid you were, thinking he's you a were dumb. You were dumb until we agreed with you. And now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, point. But I, I, I don't know. I don't. Lyle Collins hasn't. He has not had a good season, and so is shifting. Is he going to play better at guard magically after two years off? And I, y'all already both, y'all already both said yeah. yes. So clearly, I know how you feel. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I don't I, really. I don't think I buy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to play like like at an all pro level, or even at a at a really really good level. But I do think that when when I look at my options and think, okay, Cameron Fleming. Started in the Super Bowl, played against the Eagles. Might be the reason they let him go, but I don't know. I don't know exactly how he played in that game. I know that the Brady was running for his life, but I do. You know, he started that game. He's faced the Eagles. I like him out there at tackle. I like Lyle. I like that better than. I think there. There's. I don't think you're wrong. Like I don't think they're gonna do it though, which is maybe why I'm not following you there. But I don't. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Um, I hate the fourth option. Looney. I hate that one. That's, moving Looney because that's Looney? a that's a two person. Yeah, that, like that's that moving either. two spots. No. And well, you're talking about moving two spots, though, right? I know. Uh, let me finish. Okay, sure. That's moving two spots, and it includes uh, Adam Redmond and and Looney in the middle with Fletcher Cox there. I, I hate that. I, I like. So you're saying you don't want two new spots in the middle? I don't. I don't want two new spots. If if it's two guys that are that are playing that are that are really inexperienced, then I think Lyle Collins and Cameron Fleming have more experience. That I know they have more experience, 
playing those positions than Looney and Redmond. Right. I'm really not trying to put Redmond on the field. That's I, really my well, issue. I will That's say this. It's if Especially if, with how it's been. The offensive line right now. Yeah. It's been a mess. If that yeah. happens, then it will then you will have been very right in the sense of I really think if Redmond or Stuafilo even looks like competent, I think that's what they'll roll with. And so if they do something like move Lyle, it's because those guys are horrendous. And I, like how horrendous can you even be in a non-contact practice, you know? So and they would have to really be bad for them Can't to be, be that non-contact because David Irving's getting carted off. True. You know, with a high ankle I mean, sprain. Again, that's practice. the problem, being conservative. That's the problem that they've had so far. Saying they so it's like, go for yes, it. Yes, yes. I mean, you're fighting for your job right now. You're fighting for your life pretty much. F-F-O-F-L. That's, yeah, it is what it is, but it's like, why be conservative? So if I'm the Cowboys and that's my first thought, start going with your second thought. <laughs> what would I not do? Skip over that thought yes. go to the next What one. would I not do yeah. and do that yeah. instead? And that I mean, might just start working out for you. I see some deep balls if you did that. What would I uh, not do? What I'm I, not going to throw it deep. What sure. I like about what you guys are saying really more than anything else is if you start thinking about it from the standpoint of who are your best five, and you hear that a lot when you start talking about offensive lines, who are your best five, then I think Cameron Fleming is probably going to be among that group before you would put Adam Redman or before you would put Sulfilo. Right. So if that's the case and you're trying to get your best five on the field, then it may have to mean you move a Lyle Collins. Now, I agree with you, Dave. They're not going to do it. I think at the end of the day, they prefer to have one thing change versus have two things change, especially when they've prepared. And we talk about it a lot and we give them a lot of flack for this in the past when they do it. You get a guy prepared all offseason, and you get him into the season to play a particular position, and then all of a sudden you say, eh, nah, you're going to do something else. He has been preparing. I'm talking about Lyell. He has been preparing as a tackle. He has been playing as a tackle. It's been two years since he played guard, thinking that all of a sudden in a week, he can, in a short week, by the way, he can now make the transition over to tackle. I'm sorry, he's been playing guard. He's been playing tackle to be able to move over to guard. That's a lot to expect him to be able to do again when you're going up against Fletcher Cox. Today's today's practice is a walkthrough because of the short week. Right. So you're really even you're saying figure this out in two practices. And you're going up against one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Although the, I'm a, I'm about to say something really cynical. Like even for me, but can't eh, be too cynical for you. You're right. But the way the the way the Cowboys would do this is roll with what they got. You know, keep Lyle where he is, and Fletcher Cox will eat Dak alive, and then they'll make the switch for Atlanta. <laughs> like, that's what they'll do. Be like, well, we think Lyle can play guard now. Hopefully, after, after Fletcher after Cox, the hopefully, three and a half sacks. this is not Atlanta, and they let, let him get sacked nine times, whatever yeah. number of times it was before nine they would do it. Times. If you get into the, the game and it starts to be a problem, Flip it. I mean, it's just you can't let that happen an entire game like they did. You can't even go into the game like that. Okay. Connor Williams is supposed to be better than your backups, right? You would think. You would think. He's Although your we, I did bring up the the question last night on on our show on the uh, happy hour of because Connor is still a rookie and because he's still making rookie mistakes. Like he hasn't had. There have been a lot of games where there have been moments where it's like, oh, what's what's Connor doing? So with a guy like let's say Suafilo or with Redmond, they have a little more experience than he does. Could you possibly get better play from them? Not saying that they will ever be as good as what Connor is expected to be in future years, but because he's still a rookie and still doesn't have the the size and the strength and the experience that you would really want him to have in order to be really successful, 
are you actually getting maybe a little better player in that spot than what you have right now with Connor? That's going to be their hope, and that's why I think they'll probably stick stick with it. You know, the next man up, they'll say, "Well, and at least try it." Zuafilo's, you know, he's been in the league for five years. He's started a couple dozen games in Houston, whatever it was. I mean, he was a second round pick. He's a guy that that the Texans tried to, you know, they expected him to be a starter. So he's got the experience. And I'm sure that's what their mindset will be, that maybe this guy is not that big of a drop-off from a rookie. I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, they're they're going to sell it like he was a second-round pick. Um, But he was also a cut. You know, yep. he was cut. And, I mean, Chaz Green was a third-round pick, and he's not in the league. <laughs> or he is in the league. He's, he's yeah, not every pick didn't turn out the way you expected. Yeah. Oh, you can, they're going to have a little reunion between him and Dez. I didn't even think about that. Um, mm. yeah. What else was – oh, I was going to say, either way, I bet you – I bet you that there won't be an inactive offensive lineman this week. They can't afford to have one, can they? I bet there will be. Connor oh, Williams. Oh, you're right. I'm so, okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Among, I know what you mean. I know what among you mean. the healthy guys. <laughs> among All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, Dave's going to give us a scouting report. Tell us a little bit about these Eagles and their offense, how they move the ball, how they score. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months we use monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, talking Cowboys football. We're going to get into a little Eagles talk. Dave, yeah, you did a little study there on the Eagles offense. Yeah. What'd you find? Well, not as much as I would have liked. This short week is messing me all up. But I did get a chance to watch uh, a couple games, and um, the big thing for me is their offensive line. Um, shocking. We just spent the whole first segment talking about the Cowboys. I think... The Eagles are going through uh, their own pains, mainly because of injuries. Remember, Jason Peters mm-hmm. missed most of last season. He's been in and out of the lineup. 
um, with his own problems. Lane Johnson is another guy who's missed some games. And this line has has suffered for it. The Eagles are not a whole lot better than the Cowboys in terms of uh, their protection. They've allowed 26 sacks this season. I think it's hindered their offense. Um, you know, I, you know, if you pay attention to just looking around the league, like there's been a lot of talk about, you know, five alarm fire, like, oh, my God, the Eagles, they're they're terrible. I, I didn't see that. Um, their line, their line needs some work. Um they're not scoring as many points as you would assume, but this this still looks like the same talented group from last year. Like, again, Carson Wentz, people are like, oh, he doesn't look the same since his injury. I, I didn't see that. Um, he's completing 71%. He has 13 touchdowns and two interceptions in the six starts since he came back in week three. Uh, I That's think, a pretty healthy number, right? There. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's playing really well. I'm, I'm sure he's still getting acclimated after the injury. He doesn't run as much. He's only running like three times per game, but he's still an athletic guy too. Like he can pick up yards with his feet. He's big. Yeah, he's super, and and he's he's surprisingly athletic for like the big prototypical. You know, he looks like a statue quarterback, but he's not. In this last game against Jacksonville, third and third and three, uh, he tries to throw for the first down, and the ball gets batted back in his face. He adjusts, catches yeah, it, that. and runs forward and dives for the first down. Like. He can be the closest to Cam Newton in the NFL. Oh, wow. When you talk size, I mean, obviously, I think he throws much better than Cam. But when you're talking size and when you're talking athleticism, is he the closest that there is to Cam in the league? That that feels fair to me, trying my best to think about other quarterbacks in the league. I just don't think anybody else has that kind of size. Like He's yeah. a big dude. I don't he's think a really big dude. He's not as athletic as Cam. But he still is. Nobody's as exactly. athletic as yeah. Cam. But maybe the closest approximation, I would think to cam go ahead but uh a lot of this personnel looks the same zach Ertz, i get why i get why jason witten gave him his jersey i think he he probably honestly is the best tight end in football right now maybe uh better than kelsey i i i think he's more well-rounded i think he's a better blocker and can do all that tight end type of stuff he's got 61 catches for 680 yards right now um he's easily you know he's their primary look and then you have alshon jeffrey Nelson Aguilar, and of course, guy who I haven't seen with the Eagles yet, Golden Tate. Goldie. I'm interested to see how that goes. I think I read some Eagles writers said that they think uh, Tate's going to play primarily slot, which means Nelson Aguilar probably moves outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the biggest difference with this team right now is, you know, they had Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette Blunt last year. Those guys are gone. They do it more so by committee than any team we've seen. They got like five guys. Uh, Wendell Smallwood is listed as the starter. They also have Corey Clement and then Josh Adams, who is a Notre Dame running back, big 6'3", 220 dude. And fun times, Darren Sproles is coming back this week. He'll be back. He's been out since week one. I think Mm. we all know what he can do and what he has done to this team. Uh, So they got got four guys. They're going to use them all. think Smallwood and Adams are their best runners and then Darren Sproles is one of the best receiving running backs of the last 20 years so are those offensive linemen you mentioned are they all still healthy are they healthy at this point or is a situation where they're still kind of gimpy not really playing Lane Johnson is expected to play but he's been limited he's he's gimpy and then play did he play the last game no okay um and then Jason oh I'm sorry no he did I'm sorry he did okay um and then Jason Peters he's got like a quad thing and a biceps thing and so he's not completely healthy but he's still jason peters did he play the last game yes 
Okay, so both of them played the last game. They're just both hurt. Yeah, and and the line has suffered for it, but they're still talented guys. Okay. I mean, so um, they've had their issues, but this offense looks similar to me to what we saw last year. You know, people call them a oh sorry, people call them a college offense. Like there's a you know kind of like um, not as not as not as weird, for lack of a better word, than Houston with the stuff they do with, you know, when Kiki QT is moving all around, but there's a lot of wide receiver motion. Aguilar moves from the backfield into the slot and vice versa. They do, you know, the jet action, play action. There's usually some sort of play action with either a running back or a wide receiver on the vast majority of their plays. Uh, and Wentz's athleticism plays into that. It's It's the new wave in the NFL. I feel like we talk about it more often than not. But I think the reports of their demise have been exaggerated a little bit. They still look plenty scary to me. When teams have stopped them, what have they done? It's gotten to wince. I mean, 26 sacks, and you see it going back to Nick's point from the beginning of the show. Uh, teams collapse the pocket on him, and I don't. He doesn't. Like I said, he's still athletic, but he doesn't want to move. I think. I I think that's in the back of his head as well. It probably should be. I mean, his season was ended on a scramble play. Uh, and so he takes sacks. You can affect him in the pocket. I don't think he's as willing to extend plays as he used to be. Uh, and you throw him off. That's when teams have limited them that I've seen. Really important. David Irving can play this week if he can. If he comes back from an ankle injury, we'll see if he practices today or what he was doing. I don't. He wasn't out there. Again, it's so, yeah. This, this is a walk. This is a walkthrough day. Yeah. But yeah. It, I just feel like, and I know that that um, Ross played well. Daniel Ross played well, but you, you gotta. I mean, they have good center. You've you they have great center. You've got to be able to affect them in the pocket like that. So I, I think it's imp- it's important if somehow he can play more so than Gregory. Gregory might play, but um, I mean, I, I feel like you've got to have some defensive tackle play there because he's a guy that that has the ability to extend plays though because of his size. Even when you're trying, you get to him. It's hard to bring him down. I've seen him make a lot of throws with guys hanging off of him. Right? Yeah. Do you, in a situation like that, do you think maybe the Cowboys kind of back off a little bit from blitzing and try to just keep as many guys in coverage as possible to make it hard for him to make that throw, or do you just kind of go at him and get really aggressive with going after him, even though that you know there may be some plays where you get exposed a little bit because he extends the play because you can't get him down. Those backs catch the ball, though, don't they? Yes, they do. Well, and that's what makes it hard to blitz. No, they they do. Um, it it's it's going to be interesting because we haven't really seen it. Smallwood and Clement catch the ball. They've got twenty nine total receptions this year, but Sproles is back, and yeah. that's what he does. That's all. That's what he does best. Yeah. yeah, and so I think you're definitely going to see an element of that. Which I don't like the idea of bringing a lot of pressure because I'm sitting here. Like, they don't, you know, this team doesn't have that, like, burner, like a Deshaun Jackson who's just going to get behind you and go to the house. But Alshon Jeffrey's huge. I mean, you know, you talk about traveling Byron Jones. I don't mind the thought of Byron Jones following him around because mm-hmm. he's gonna, he's a contested ball phenom. Uh, you add Golden Tate. We already saw what Golden Tate can do to this defense. He, two chunk play touchdowns. Somebody's got to cover Zach Ertz. I think. Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are athletic guys who can handle that, but Ertz is a different animal. Um, so the more pressure you bring in, the less guys you have around to deal with all this stuff. That kind of scares me, to be honest. But I, I honestly am wondering, though, if with the guys you currently have in your secondary, I don't know if I really trust the fact that in zone coverage they're going to be able to to really 
affect the passing game. So I'm almost like, hey, you just have to take your chances and be a lot more aggressive uh, because I certainly don't like the matchup of Anthony Brown in the slot against Golden Tate. If you if you're going to try to man up or if you're going to try to you know try to take these guys one on one, I just I think it you probably are in a better position if you give them less time and 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 send some pressure. And I'm not saying you have to do that the whole game, but I do think they got to find their spots here to be aggressive and really go after him and not let him sit back there and, and figure out where he wants to throw the ball. I take that back. What I said about Gregory, I, I do need him to play because what that does that puts Tyrone Crawford back in the middle, and that's where he needs to be rushing from. And then you got better rushers if you can get. Crawford in, inside mm-hmm. and Gregory on the outside. He's way more disruptive in the middle than he is yeah. on the outside. Yeah, I no, that. and that's again pushing. You know, not so much concerned about coming around the edge as disrupting the pocket, making Wentz have to move, making him uncomfortable because he's athletic enough, and they do enough stuff with play action that I th- I think Wentz can limit the effect that like a Demarcus Lawrence has on this game just through his own yeah. natural the ability. linebackers. Did not play well last game. I mean, that was not the good game for Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith. They might have had a lot of tackles, but they probably had a lot of missed tackles too. Yeah, and so and just moments when they couldn't get out of the trash. Right. Yeah. So on the Eagle Talk, whatever that's called, there we go. Bird chat. Yeah. Eagles hour. Eagles hour. Eagle. Well, oh, Eagles. Eagles. Eagles hour. Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Is that that's how, how they Eagles say sound? It. Yeah. Huh. Eagles I don't know. I haven't really hung out with one lately, so I don't know. Is that not how they sound? It doesn't seem right. right. How do you think they sound? I don't know, but it, that's another type of bird. Get your birds right, Derek. The stats, <laughs> the stats say that this isn't an impressive offense. Uh, they're middle of the pack. They don't run the ball as well as they did last year without Ajayi. They're not scoring. Now, as part of that, when you're looking at season stats for them, though, it, it factors in the games that Wentz wasn't playing, though, right? How many games yeah. did Wentz miss against the season? He only missed two, so I don't know that I... So they have, what, six games he's played? He's started six. Started six? He hasn't been great in those six. I mean, I, I, he had... And they've had their issues. Like, that's... I mean, you, you know, you. I follow... I follow media for everybody in the league. I follow a ton of Philly media, and they, and they talk about this team like they're... Like, what the hell is wrong with this offense? Which they're four and four. They've already lost more games than they did all of last season. So I get it. But uh, the talent here uh, is still plenty impressive to me. And also, they're coming off a couple of games where they've played better than they had. Um, I mean, last year they could just flat out run in games. Like, there would be situations where they could just saddle up and run the ball and they can't I don't think they can I, do it I running do not now I do not think they're gonna just line up and and bowl this team right. over the, this you know is, the way Ajayi and Blunt did right. last year you know we thought that the Cowboys had a long break on a Monday night game after a bye is this right didn't, didn't the Eagles play Thursday night against the Giants no well they actually the Eagles Am I missing the, you skipped well the Eagles went to London and beat Jacksonville Definitely. that was their last game oh, okay They're, actually which it's still a pretty long break I'm sure well yeah, that's but I'm I know there are Cowboys fans that are pissed because the Cowboys are on a short week playing an Eagles team that's been on its bye which yeah. doesn't seem like you great, want to do that with division teams especially doesn't seem like a great scheduling call by the NFL but like Somebody gets screwed by the schedule every year. Yeah. Like it, it's not. Who does Atlanta play this teams. week? Atlanta is playing. They're not on a bye, are they? No, they're not on a bye. Okay. I was going to say, because that would I be I saw three. them in the picks, but I don't remember who that'd they were That would be playing. three games. Yeah. They're favorite, though, I think. I don't know. I did think as I long as they're not on a bye. Favorite. That's three straight games the Cowboys would face somebody coming on a bye. Mm. That would no, be. they're. I'm pretty sure they're playing this week. Gotcha. 
Pretty sure they're playing this week. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, we're going to get some calls. Call us, 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. We'll also get some reaction from these guys on the impending signing of one Des Bryant, it sounds like, in New Orleans. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us about Tommy John. You know what? I mean, everyone knows right now how good Tommy John is. Do they? From, from what we say. Yeah. You know what? You have to just do it for yourself. You have to just go to your web, the website and, and order it. Look at it online. Look at it for, for men. Look at it for women if you want to buy it for a gift or you, whatever you want to do. We, I think we've said everything we can say of how good it, it looks, how good it feels, how that you can put it. Cowboys down the side. You can be like cheering on your team, and no one really knows. Um, Tommy John, it, it's it's good. We're wearing it. I'm sure somebody out of the four people is probably wearing it right now. So probably even two. But make sure you do it for yourself. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. They might even have it for kids. Tommy John. <laughs> like the way he said that, you were expecting him to come with a tagline after, right? I, I, it's like Tommy I mean, John. Would you let Kent do the drops? Yeah. I mean, like better for your. Uh, there it is. <laughs> better, better for drop. your behind like Tommy than John. anybody. I don't know. 
Uh, no. Whatever. We're not going to, yeah. That's Tommy John. I should have done that. Huh? Speaking of playing from behind, Tommy John is, yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> wow, what's going on today? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Um, I did want to get you guys' opinions on uh, Des Bryant. It sounds like he has, well, we know he went to work out for the uh, for the uh, Saints, and it sounds like they are in the process of doing a deal. And it sounds it's, like it's pretty it's, much it's everything done. but signed at this point. I think it might even be signed. Might even be signed. He is now going to be a New Orleans Saints wide receiver, which means that the Cowboys on November 29th will face Des Bryant here at AT&T Stadium. What are your thoughts? Fun. I'm, I'm super excited to see what it looks like. Uh, this is, you know, we've been wondering what was going to happen with this for a long time. Um even going back as far as April, I think all of us said that this is the type of situation that he could thrive in. Aaron Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers two, yeah. was the other one. Yep. Uh, I did not know this. You know, the Saints drafted. They have Ted Ginn, and they drafted a kid named Traquan Smith. Has Ted Ginn been playing? I haven't no, seen him. Well, okay. He got hurt, and this kid Traquan Smith out of UCF has kind of taken over as the Z receiver. But I did not realize. Um, no receiver on the Saints roster other than Mike Thomas has more than twelve catches this year. But Mike Thomas. No, no, he's really, really good. Troop? But there's there's snaps to go around, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like there's, uh, you know, there's not this guy that you can't take off the field. So like I would imagine Dez is probably their number two receiver right away. Really? I, I think. I mean, not this weekend. I would guess because he, yeah. you know, he hasn't practiced yet. But. Assumption is that he can't be in shape enough to really play a huge amount of snaps i wouldn't think well that but that's off the street. I, I guess that's my point is if if they're none of their other receivers have more than 12 catches like they can cycle him in just as easily as anybody else no i'm saying more just from his health like is he is he in enough is he in good enough shape to do it i'm not saying that necessarily taking anybody off the field as much as just when you've been sitting at home can you be in the kind of shape that you need to be in to play a significant number of snaps? He's been snaps. keeping up with the whole fitness thing. <laughs> Your face. So According just, to Instagram, I don't, but that's and the thing. Videos, I don't, I don't buy Instagram a whole no, lot. Yeah, when guys are doing it workouts on Instagram, what I'm saying, he's not just sitting on his couch. I bet you. Like I said, I doubt he plays. I think the Saints play the Bengals this weekend. Yeah. I doubt he plays this weekend. But the game after that, he'll be ready for Cowboys. He'll definitely be ready for Cowboys. He'll, he, he'll be ready to play 25 to 40 snaps. By the guess. next yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I can see that. I this It's going to be fascinating. Like, is is Dez done? Is he not done? How well can he play? How well do the Saints need him to play in that offense anyway with all the weapons that they have? I'm, I'm fascinated to see it as a football fan, as a Dez fan, as a Cowboys writer. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I want to see what it looks like. The great part of it is Des can go there and Des can be a one-trick pony. And if he does it well, it will make their team infinitely better. Because if you got a guy like Michael Thomas that right now teams try to double him, he still gets open and he still catches the ball. They have a running game with two really good running backs. And now if you can just add a dimension with Des Bryant that gives you something down the field with those 50-50 balls – that creates a whole different dynamic that teams now just have to respect him. It's what Teddy Ginn usually provides for them. You just got to respect him out there on the outside. And if you got to respect him, that just helps their running game, helps Michael Thomas. Like all the way around, it's a that's a great fit for them. I've only like I said, there are only two teams I thought were great fits. I think this is one of them. Maybe three. New England too. In New England, I think you got to be a much more disciplined route runner. I look at a guy like Chad Johnson when he went there; he burned out quick. Yeah, that's fair. You know, go I, ahead, Des. I mean, I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, I, I, I don't, yeah. Des, I don't know. <laughs> Des, I, be there? I'd rather just not say a whole lot about it because I, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, this is not about the Saints. It's maybe it's a good fit for the Saints, but it's a thousand percent good fit for Des, which is what he's looking for. 
Um, you know, I think I it made it he made it pretty clear that this was all about him this time around with getting this deal. Uh, I don't think he was signing with anybody that didn't play the Cowboys. And I don't think he was signing with anyone that, that was didn't have a good quarterback and a good offense. So this Great is, quarterback. This, yeah, right. This yeah. is about him and a, maybe a chance to go get a ring. Okay. What I what I really wonder more about is Sean Payton's future in New Orleans. This is what makes me kind of wonder more about him. I think he's going all in for this year. I, I don't know if he's – I don't know this, but I just don't think he'll be the coach for the Saints next year. So I think he's doing this like, man, this is just – let's just put everything we have to go win this thing right now. And that's kind of my first thought about him going to get Dez is for that reason. But for Dez, it's just like, hey, I want to I want to show the Cowboys what I can do, but I'm not going to anybody just to play and run around and struggle. Like we're going to – I mean, on get, top of get that, to eight and one, and then we'll talk. Um, it's interesting to note too, is, you know, we said all along, Dez was holding out for a one-year deal so he could test free agency. And we were like, well, why hasn't he signed? Why is he waiting? Maybe he's waiting because nobody was willing to give him that until, you know, at it's this late. point in the season, they're like, all right, it's only, you know, there's only seven games left anyway. So yeah, we'll sign you. So for was a one it a one-year year deal? deal? Yeah, I believe that's what they're yeah. saying. I don't know how much money, but it's only one year. So eight games. Make your best impression and, and see what happens. See what you like, can they do. don't. I don't think they have anything to lose with this. No, I don't think in half a season he can disrupt their locker room. I don't think he can cause problems in half a season that breaks up their chemistry. Like I just think at the end of the day, this is a no lose for them. Right? I, I I'll be interested. I don't. I yeah, you're right. It's only eight games. It's probably not enough time to break up their locker room. But like Michael Thomas loves him some him too. He is a you know. Do so you think maybe the influence could possibly create some or just I mean down my, the road do you issues? Think he was calling Des. That's, I saw somebody already made a meme about that yeah. where it was Mike Thomas on the phone and then they had Des Bryant at the telethon that we did for Harvey Relief nice. last year. Yeah, so. What you doing? I think for eight <laughs> games, I think they can coexist, but those are that, those are two really big egos that are sharing the same room now. So. You know, I'm really curious to see, and excited and anxious to see him. Sean Payton. <laughs> to see him play. A three? True. Sorry. Go. <laughs> Talk. What do you want? Go, Amber. I'm excited to see him play. <laughs> to see him play because I want not only to see how he performs, but if he does well, that's going to give me another whole different idea of the Cowboys offense and what this team is and the coaching and even Dak Prescott because if I start seeing him succeed, although when you start remembering the plays, I'm not even going to look at him. Nick, freaking rude. What? Uh, going? Come on. You know what? Just forget it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Let's let's go. I'm saying if he succeeds I get it. where he's playing, yeah, just that's it. gonna give me a whole different outlook of yeah. this offense. It's just gonna add on to what just say my it. believe already I, is. Say it say it plainly, Amber. Just, say it with your chest. Like, say it yeah. with your chest. Literally, <laughs> the Cowboys have had a narrative since February. And it already doesn't look that great because they had to go get Amari Cooper. Like their whole, we don't need a number one receiver thing doesn't look great right now. Well, if Dez goes to another offense and plays great, they're going to look even worse. Right. But Just, let's yeah. all be- I was going to agree with that because Dez took eight or nine years, still, still hasn't figured out the Cowboys offense. So let's be clear. He could not play the slot. He could not be a slot receiver because he really didn't ever understand and figure that out so if you're right if he goes to new orleans goes there and they figure out something for him now he's not making 16 million a year so you can justify his role in a different way he can be a one-trick pony or whatever you said 
he couldn't have really he couldn't have done that here with the contract they gave him. But right. if he goes and, and picks this up rather quickly, I think it'll go it'll say a lot to how much teaching and coaching there was involved with what he was doing here. But but let's also be clear. <clears throat> I think one of the rings, and I I, th- I know I said it. I assume I'm pretty sure you guys agreed and said the same things that when it comes to Dez, like part of the reason the Cowboys let him go is not necessarily because he's a worse player. It's because with the current construction of the team, he didn't fit. The quarterback and the offensive coordinator couldn't figure out how to use him the right way for whatever reason, whether it's because he couldn't get him the ball the right way, whether because they couldn't get him the ball enough because of the philosophy of the offense. Whatever the case might have been, they couldn't figure out how to use him the best way. That didn't necessarily mean he wasn't still a capable player. Right. What we're about to find out right now is, is he still a capable player? And if he is, that still doesn't mean the Cowboys should have kept him because it means the Cowboys maybe still just couldn't use him in that way, right? Well, I think that still goes back to the whole coaching thing again. And again, yeah, some pieces might not work with what you're trying to do, but if that's what you have and he's still part of the better pieces in your puzzle, you still, as a coach, find a way to make it work and figure out how to get him moving. But... I just think that either way, well, unless he he does horrible over there with the Saints. <laughs> and then all the way around, it was then, just a great, then, yeah, a great idea. Yeah, it's like, okay, all right, yeah. the, the Cowboys were right. Yeah, this Which, all right. totally but, totally possible. Like, yeah. I mean, let this can go a lot of different ways. It could, yeah. it could. But I just, I think it's, it's a, he held on, he had the patience, I guess, to hold on for 10 weeks, and I think he put himself in as good of a position as he possibly could. Let's real quick before we end the show, let's get a tall from, uh, call from Tony in Colorado. Tony, what up? Just taking the call. Uh, definitely enjoy the show. Thank you. And it's glad to hear Nick uh, make the point about Crawford being inside on the defensive line. I talked to Brian Broaddus about this before, and he always disagreed. In my opinion, uh, Crawford cannot bend and get down like uh, Gregory or Lawrence or Armstrong or when we had Tapper. Um, I think having a big guy like that should be disruptive and push back the uh, the center and the guards on the offensive line. And I just have a, a question since I don't have the inside intel like you guys do. Has there ever been any talk about bringing Romo back as a offensive coordinator if Linenhan gets you know displaced at the end of the year? Okay. Thanks for the call. I'll, I'll answer that that part. Um, Tony Romo is is enjoying being like away from football, and 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 when you're a coordinator, like you're you're here for like fifteen, sixteen hours a day, like, every day, it, long hours and stuff. I think there was an Instagram picture of him on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, like on his couch, like sitting there watching. You're not doing that as a coordinator. You're not playing golf. Those guys don't want to work that hard. I can't think of a single reason why he would do that. I don't either. Unless he just loved to actually the challenge of actually going and being a coordinator. But I don't see why he would want to do that. For, certainly from the standpoint of of quality of if life. If he ever did, though, I was told this: if he ever decided to be a coach, he would be a defensive coordinator. There you go. He would not be an offensive coordinator. He'd be a defensive coordinator. Think about how he calls the game. He's telling you what's going to happen offensively. What are they thinking right now? That makes him a great defensive coordinator hey, to be able yeah. to combat he, it, right? For the story the story that I've heard and, and Dez would play Madden religiously. He he plays it all the time, tells everybody how good he is. He played Romo, who doesn't really play it. Romo smoked him because on defense he knew how what to play. And this is Madden. 
I mean, this is just yeah. like, you know, fake football or whatever. I just think you're you're seeing the flip side of it. You know, John Gruden was worshipped as like this god of football when he was on TV talking about it and doing commercials. The reality is not as fun. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you're working 10 times harder. Doesn't mean your team's going to be good. And people don't like you if you're not winning. Tony Romo gets to work. I mean, what? What does he work during football season? Like 40 hours a week? Like, he's got to watch. A sweet gig. He's got to watch <laughs> tape of the teams he's covering. He's got to go in on Friday and Saturday and do interviews with the guys and then call the game. And then he spends the rest of the week at home with his family. And he gets to do Corona and whatever and Skechers commercials. And people think he's the freaking man because his football expertise, I'm not trying to hate on him, but like it's not put to the test in the sense that he's not winning and losing games. Right. It's like the best job in the world. No doubt. And I just I can't imagine that he would leave that for all of the work. And he and loves it. He all has of the fun. Fun. I love yeah. Robo yeah. So, no, I don't see that happening. And if it does happen, it won't be any time in the near future. Yeah, it would have to be because he just wants that challenge. Like, it would just have to be a life challenge. Like, hey, I want to go do this to see how good I yeah. can be. And, and I mean, that would be got, the only way, reason that it would make sense. He left football and got put to the front of the line in, in the broadcasting yeah. world. I mean, which doesn't happen very often. No. No. Especially for both those guys and, and, that to happen. And real, it does happen if you play for the Cowboys. Clearly. It can happen if you play for the Cowboys. Real quick about Crawford, though. Like, yes, I said that about him being on the inside. But remember, they don't pass every single play. Those defensive ends, for all as, as you know, the bending and, and you know that, that you need to do to get off the edge, you also need to stop the run. So that's what makes Demarcus Lawrence good. It's, made, it's what made Demarcus Ware so good that they could stop the run. So that's what Crawford gives you when he plays end is his ability to stop the run. So it's not just about getting off the edge. They need those those defensive ends, like you said, Taco, Dorrance, Armstrong, those guys. They need to – Gregory, and they need to stop the run as well. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Back tomorrow, we'll have more talk for you. We're definitely going to talk about the Eagles' defense. That will be a lot to talk about there. Dave will give us his breakdown. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?